0: welcome to Lessons She Learned, where we have conversations about different life lessons that we learn every single day. This entire arsenal of content is designed to help you really quick just find what you're looking for, digest it, help you process it so that you could do whatever other thing you need to get to. Sometimes we need to solve the problem in our mind before we could go ahead and solve the problem before us. And so I'm excited for this content to kind of be a tool to help you go ahead and do that. Welcome to today's episode of Lessons We Learn. I'm in the car right now. Uh, I'm a passenger. I'm in the car driving uh, with my husband, but there was something I just had to kind of get off my chest, and I'm excited about it because I kind of wish I knew or understood what I'm about to break down, a while back. I feel like it would have saved me a little bit of confusion. I think it would have saved me a little bit of frustration. And so today we're going to be talking about the fact that doing your life's call and your life's purpose will be work and it will require growth and it will require effort. One of the reasons I wanted to bring this up is because, when I think that we sometimes, as believers, misunderstand or misrepresent what it means to have purpose. And I think that we kind of interchange the word purpose, call, and assignment. But I think putting it into perspective and having healthy expectations for what that looks like could bring some ease to, to what life is. And so I wanted to break down purpose, call slash assignment, and what the work is looks like um, and I'm gonna also break down why I feel like more than ever in a world where we have so many creative um, creatives the, in the world where we have so many creative professions and careers and so many non-traditional routes to what we feel like we're supposed to be doing as a profession or as professionals and with so many people starting to apply kind of like this spiritual aspect to the work that they do in, day in and day out, which I think could be amazing. I think that having a healthy understanding or a healthy estimates for what that looks like can set a few free people free for real. Um and so let's get into it. When I when I first figured this out, I think that this gave me relief. So the first part that we're going to be breaking down is what is purpose. If you are a believer, the Bible the Bible breaks down how our purpose is or our purpose is set. And there aren't multiple purposes. So you can't be walking in your purpose and I'm walking in a different purpose if we're calling ourselves followers of Christ. And the reason that is is because everybody's purpose is to give glory to God in every area of life. So your parenting style, your business style, the way you manage people at work, the way you actually manage your work, The way you deal with clients, the way you deal with customers, the way you deal with or work with or speak to the people who you who are serving you or who you are serving. All opportunities for ministry, the way the way that you do any and everything is supposed to be showing off the love and the glory of God. People are supposed to be looking at you as a a beacon on a hill, a light on a hill because you are setting an example, you are setting a standard for what it looks like to love people well in everyday life. Our brand of love is so unique that people start to ask questions about it when they experience it because compared to the the nature of love and interaction in the world, it is irregular in that way. And so if everything is done to the glory of God, And that is our purpose and our assignment. And the reason that we do it that way is because the way we do average things should do supernatural ministry. And so because of that reality, because of that fact... Your purpose, whether or not you feel like you have some clear-cut assignment or whether you feel like you have some divine idea about all of the things you're supposed to be doing with your life, that is the purpose of your breath. That is the purpose of your attention when you have that understanding because every encounter and every experience is supposed to be a blessing to someone in that way and be an opportunity or a moment of ministry for either you and or the person that you're interacting with. And so purpose is set in that way because our experiences should be ministering to the people around us. So that's first. The second thing I wanted to break down is what is the call? What is the assignment? Right. And so when we think about the call, I think that sometimes people tend to. And I've heard this said so many times. People say my purpose changed people say oh i thought this was my purpose but you know what i think this is my this is my purpose instead i I thought i was called to women but you know what now i think i might be called to children and the thing is you can have different assignments. It can be your assignment to to work with women. It could be your assignment to work with families. It could be your assignment to serve children. The assignment might change. Maybe your heart might be burning for one group or one demographic of people based on your your position in life and then maybe it burns for another group or another demographic. That doesn't mean your purpose has changed. No matter who you're working with, who you're serving, who you're interacting with, the purpose is the same. But the burning desire or the conviction to move, the conviction to serve or the conviction to love intently, that might change or adjust over time. That might change or adjust based on your lived experience, based on where you are in your testimony and what you feel like you should be moving towards. And so it's okay that the call doesn't stay the same and that it might seem like the assignment changed in one season of your life and changed in a different area of life. And you aren't flip floppy, you aren't unfocused, you aren't unstable just because the nature of your assignment has changed. Because I could give you a super practical example right now. When you are single, the call might be totally different the call might be uh to, to to serve people other single women the call might be to to serve children the call might be to serve elders, like the call could be whatever it is when you get married the call changes straight up because the responsibilities for the ministry of marriage create a new requirement of you and your position. That doesn't mean you can't still have a heart for who you have historically served, but it means understanding the nature of the call in this season of life and what you're responsible for because of the ministry of marriage is a different call and a different assignment. Even though you might be able to have that focus over there and this focus over there as well, because that doesn't mean that 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 additional assignment or that new responsibility takes the fullness or the hold of everything that you are, but it does mean now this is a priority the call of motherhood or parenting it isn't necessarily it doesn't mean at all that the ministry of marriage is now off the table you just now have another priority you have to know what it looks like to minister in those spaces to call to respond to the call and the responsibilities of that space and continue to do and to maintain the things you're responsible for because you might have had this flood this this fueled career getting married doesn't demise your 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 fueled career and then having a child doesn't demise the, ma- the ministry of marriage or the call of marriage or the call of your career and your assignment. But again, as we grow older and also as we mature in the spirit, something's supposed to be happening where you can actually handle additional responsibility. Because if all of a sudden the thing that you're holding, you don't ever get the footing for, if you if you can't ever get your handle right on it, if you can't ever get your spirit to the point where it can sustain the natural and the healthy challenges of each environment, you might not be growing at the pace you need to grow to handle the responsibilities for the ministries that you are called to and this even touches back on the last episode when we were talking about spiritual maturity or spiritual immaturity. And when we think about what the repercussions are for spiritual immaturity, one of the things we have to think about is can I handle the things that I'm called to if I'm refusing or I I'm afraid of growing because I don't want the challenge because I don't want I don't want the friction. But when we talk about the dangers of of not growing spiritually but doing different things that increase the responsibility on the cause of our lives this is one of the places where spiritual immaturity starts to have this this very strenuous effect because your heart your heart doesn't necessarily even realize that it's not fit for the thing that it's called to because you have refused to grow because you're saying man I really don't feel comfortable studying the word in this way you know what I, it, it makes me feel strange to sit and study this like like it's scholarly to, to to really look through it and search the word for answers to pray and fast until I understand to not leave the feet of God to go moment to moment constantly praying not worrying but at his feet desperate for his word like that is what it's gonna take to sometimes respond to to the humps and the hurdles for each call and each assignment. And so that is why it's very important to understand the nature of these calls. And lastly, let's talk about the work because I heard somebody say something and my heart got in it. So the thing that I heard someone say is that one of the craziest things ever is that Christian creatives are oftentimes believing that their, their heart, their talent, and their gifts are good enough the way they are and don't need the work or the discipline because they're giving gifts by God. They're assuming sometimes that there's no additional uh, discipline, effort, uh, nurturing the skill set that has to happen. And they're saying, well, God give, gave it to me, so it must be done. But here we also know that God gives us things that have to be birthed, things that have to be nurtured, things that have to be formed, things that need his loving discipline and that also thrive under certain healthy pressures. And the work sometimes is doing the work to study. The work sometimes is doing the work to craft the skill. The work sometimes is building a schedule on top of all the other things that have to be done so that you grow in this area of life. So that you can become biblically literate. So every every challenge don't wipe out your faith. So that every time it's time to grow in a season of pressure. Do you know how many people are called to be lawyers and doctors and that even if you're called to be such even if you have a heart for this thing do you know you still can't be a lawyer or a doctor if you don't go ahead and do the studying if you don't pass the test if you don't commit to making the schedule and putting forth the effort People are called to do phenomenal things, Christian creatives, Christian professionals, Christian business owners, and it's, it's unhealthy and unsafe to assume that there will be no work required, that there won't be pressure, that there won't be something that in the discipline and in the effort you'll have to become in order to do the fullness of what it is you're called to do. He designs healthy pressure so we can become better versions of ourselves because the person who's called and the person who hears the call and the person who responds, there's a gap in the middle that is development, that is maturity, that is discipline. But if we are constantly saying, hey, I know the Lord called me but I just don't understand this pressure. I just don't understand this friction. We don't understand how he is using every avenue of life for development for to bring us even closer to him. To to do what we can and then let the gap exist so he could fill it with what is supernatural. And so when we are doing and then you also have people who are not necessarily understanding that we work because we believe because it's not our work that qualifies us. It's the faith that is qualified, but it is fulfilled. It is executed. You can see the fullness of faith in the effort put forth. Because if I don't believe for it, why would I put any effort in? Why would I prepare for something I understand God called me to if I don't believe it's happening? And so what that work is doing and is it's exposing the reality of the faith we have. And it's showing that we're willing to steward. What it is we are responsible for. We see in the Bible where it talks about how the things that we're gifted, the the worthwhile, worthy things we are being gifted, it is our responsibility to steward and duplicate it. They are investments into us, but not just into us, but into the kingdom. Because these gifts are supposed to be brought back to him for his use and for his purposes. And so when we're talking about meeting the ultimate purpose... Responding to the immediate calls and doing that work. That's the conversation we need to be talking about. And he's using that work still. He's using the call still as a way to minister to us as we are able to participate in his ministry. They're showing us more about who he is in the gap. They're showing us more about who he is as a creator, as a healer, as a teacher, as a finisher. And as he does the work on us, we learn more about who he is and the sovereignty of that. But we also get to share that with the people we're called to serve because no one is called to serve in a vacuum. Everybody's assignment or call is directly related to that of somebody else. And so that's the value of it. It's not just what you get to have, but it's who you get to become as a result of proximity. And all of these things bring us in closer proximity to him and so that is that is the conversation i really wanted to have really quick with you guys that was the thing uh that came with this own burning sensation to just like get it off my chest because understanding purpose and not trying to monopolize purpose the way the world might do it where you feel like i have to come up with some divine plan i have to i have to figure out what my purpose the purpose is clear when you are a believer the purpose is done you're not trying to figure out purpose. You're, you're responding to the burning desire in your heart to serve and to love people well, to do things excellently, to have this kingdom perspective and this kingdom function that just oozes the love and the, and the structure and the dignity of who God is in a moment whether you consider whether, no matter whether you feel like oh this is this is just my regular work yeah but you interacting with regular people who need to see more of him who need to see you in him and and that has its own moments i have done very regular things like come in with peace come into work with peace get on get on a consultation call with peace and people are like yo what is that And now we're having a conversation about what God did or who God is or how God has allowed me to experience certain things with peace and ease, despite that it don't look peaceful and it ain't easy. And that's what happens when believers show up in the world really serious, not just about the work, but about the ultimate purpose driving everything. And then they can have some respect for the call. And so this is just something that I think about. This is what I think about when I study my word. This is why I feel like studying your word on a regular basis, These a very serious things for believers, even if they don't feel like they are in traditional ministry. Even if they feel like I'm not on any boards, I, I don't necessarily lead and teach. You lead and teach yourself so you can lead and teach your household. And that is, if, if that's the only explicit ministry you do, every other thing in your life should be ministry as well and it's not because you're out here necessarily with the book in hand but it's because it's with the book in you and that is what's so fantastic about purpose is the clarity of it even before you feel like you understand the assignment getting the character and the principles right of the purpose positioning your heart and your spiritual maturity and your spiritual study that's serious And so I really wanted to break that down. I'm really grateful that I had the opportunity to to have this conversation with y'all, even though we in the car, even though we on the move, because sometimes, sometimes things just gotta get done for the discipline. Sometimes you just gotta stick by your word. Sometimes you just gotta do the work by any means necessary and not make any excuses about the things that were in the way. Sometimes you just gotta commit to, to what you said you would do if he showed you. For a lot of us, we pray a prayer. Lord, if you just show me what you what I need to do, I'll do it. Lord, I, I really just need clarity on this. If you could just show me, if you could just show me. But then after he show you, do you honor your word with your obedience? When you begged and asked for the clarity and the call, when you begged to understand the purpose. And now it's time to get to work. Are there excuses were you just curious or were you serious and so I'm so grateful to have had this conversation with you guys this was fire I cannot wait until the next episode where we could just break it down we just we just talking about the life lessons we just having a conversation about what life looks like we're just having a conversation about all of these life lessons and putting them into work and putting them into practice and hopefully from my mistakes from my missteps from my misgivings you are able to learn a lesson a little bit faster you are able to not have to rest in the in the bowels of an issue or a problem but able to take the lessons of people around you and be able to leverage them in your own life and let my wisdom be your wisdom and let my lessons be your lessons and so until next time You just finished an episode of lessons she learned and how you feel. Do you feel like you learned something new? Do you feel like, you know what? I think I might have what I need to do exactly what I need to do today. Awesome. Well, if you did, if you love this episode, I want you to go ahead and hop into, hop into that little area where we do our ratings. Wherever you listen to podcasts, I would love to go ahead and get that rating just so more people who are interested in content like this can honestly just go ahead and find it find out that they're in the right place, find out that they're around the right people. And so that's the point of that, but also your favorite point, your favorite uh, thing that was said, I would love for you to go ahead and screenshot that, note that, tag me, I will reshare with you, I'm so grateful. Anytime anyone is saying, hey, this information helps me, this content really helped me work through this. And I want to know, I want to know how it impacted you. And so go ahead, tag me on Instagram at Zania E. Blue. Uh, The spelling is in the show notes because, you know, you know how that goes when people spell it any way they want to, but (laughs) I'll see you next time. And I'm excited to share even more about what I have learned.